Welcome to Better Business Building, where I'm your host, Adam Mandarich, where I talk to business leaders from all shapes of life about what's worked for them and how they can help you win. Yeah, well, thanks so much for coming on on my micro session here of my Better Business Building, Fred. And thank you so much for our previous uh, introduction with your, on your podcast sales today. Absolute fire. So thanks for coming on, mate. No, it's a pleasure. It's the least I could do because <laughs> I just sat and listened to you. It was so interesting. It was, it was really cool. I loved it. Excellent, excellent. So for people that don't know, tell us a little bit more about what you do, mate, and the book. Um, okay, sure. So, yeah, my name is Fred Copesteak. Uh, it's Copesteak, not Chopstick or Cupcake yes. or Soap Flake or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, so I'm a fan of Brindis, which is sales training consultancy. Um, well, the last 22 years, I've been around the world 14 times, uh, worked yeah. in 36 countries, trained over 10,000 salespeople. Um, and, and it's, yeah, mate, so while doing that, you start to see patterns and you start to see what are the challenges that we're helping these guys with. And broadly, they, they fall into these into certain categories. I looked at these and think, well, you know, how can we do stuff to help people deal with this? And that is why I wrote the first book, Sound Through Partnering Skills, because for me, the broad answer is, to be more collaborative, mm-hmm. partnering skills help us to do that. They give us that mindset and ethos. So that's why I sort of put pen to paper sounds all romantic. I didn't that's obviously wrote it on a computer, but <laughs> no, that, that's that's why I put that together. And that's why I use it as a basis for all of the all of the work I do now. So I guess t- let's dive into that a little bit more. How did that come about? So did you start seeing consistencies between the places that you'd visited or were you like, hey, this would work right here and you're writing that bit down and then you go to the next place and you're like, that wouldn't quite work here, but this would. And then you've got, all of a sudden, you've got like an absolute wall of data that could become a book that could help everyone if they could do all of the pieces together. Like talk us through that. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, there are regional nuances in the way that people might apply stuff. But when you look at, you know, why is somebody calling a sales trainer in? What are we doing to help them become better? you could look and basically go, you know what? It boils down to the challenges that they've got. Yeah. yeah. And, and broadly, the training will be dealing with one, two or three of these things. Yeah. yeah. So people are listening. They might go, okay, well, these three things. And my challenge is, okay, well, you know, let us know whether we hit one, two or three out of three of these. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first one, busy, busy, busy. Second one, oldie, worldy. Third one, muddled mindset. So busy, busy, busy. This is where salespeople are running around, doing lots and lots of stuff. They're really, really active. You know, they're getting right stuck into things. Hustle, grind, they're the kind of words that they're using, mm-hmm. um, which to a degree is good. But then when you overdo it, it gets quite tiring, quite stressful. And the problem is that usually it's, it's ineffective. That's, <laughs> it's not going to get you the results. And just doing more stuff after more stuff when you're not achieving it, it's probably because you're doing the same stuff. And you just see this busy, busy, busy stuff go up. I realized, hang on a minute, we can do stuff to help salespeople like, stop doing this. Mm-hmm. It's linked in many ways to oldie worldie, you know, like ye oldie worldie sweetie shoppy, like it's old fashioned stuff, you know. So salespeople are doing things that's old fashioned. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work because it's just not very good, or it doesn't work because it's actually winding customers up because it's that bad. You know, it's these, some of the old-fashioned sales techniques that people think are a good idea. It's just like, no, that's nonsense. What were we thinking in the world of sales when we were even reckoning it's a good idea? And, of course, if that stuff's not working, it can make you more busy, busy, busy. Hmm. 
then you've got this muddled mindset which mainly shows itself as kind of actually this often comes down from company level <laughs> the poor salesperson just gets stuck because the company says we're consultative you know we sell solutions we work with our customers you know we're very customer centered okay good well that's for 28 days of the month because <laughs> then it goes to the end of the month it's like, oh Christ, we haven't sold enough. Right, get out there and sell some of this stuff. Yeah. And you go from consultative to transactional. And the poor salesperson is going, how am I supposed to act? I don't know. One minute you're telling me to do all stuff like this. And then the next you're putting this pressure on. I really don't know what's going on. It helped. And I just looked and thought, you know what? So much of the, the, the interventions we're doing are trying to help people around this. Mm -hmm. Let's just be very clear about it now. Let's call it out. And let's look at what the solutions are. Broadly to help people with this and make sure that we're kind of building all the stuff around this to be very targeted to get the results that people are looking for when they're, when they're getting involved in training or sales advisory. So you've said a lot there. Let's unpack that a little bit. Now I'm going to press you on one part of that, not for any untoward purposes, but just to, to uncover if, you, if this is also your finding. Do you think the actions behind some of that is tied to output measurement to <laughs> maintain relevance yeah. of actions that aren't tied to outcomes. Yeah, but, yeah they all are if you think about it. <laughs> because the busy, busy, busy is we're not getting the outputs we want. Yeah. So do more things. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not yeah. the right things. Mm. But we keep measuring the same output. We're not getting it. So let's do more of the stuff, which again, yeah. we think about is crazy because that yeah. stuff you're doing yeah, isn't yeah. getting the output. So yeah. you're just trying to do more of it mm. to still not get it, you know? That's why, that's why it's so wasteful, you know? Mm. It's tiring. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible place for salespeople to be because you just keep doing stuff and probably with good intention because you don't know. Yeah. And that's that oldie-worldie thinking, which is, a, well, let's just crank out more activity. Let's do more of this thing, which probably did work and might actually have been a good idea at the time. I mean, some of the stuff actually, I mean, by the way, I'm not throwing away all old yeah, yeah. sales techniques. Yeah. There's some bloody good stuff we still need to use, but there's just some stuff which people are just trying to turn up the volume button. Mm. <laughs> and it's just like, no, it could be deafening. You know? yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it, it is. It's because we're looking at the wrong things and it's, we can be cuter here. We can do better stuff. Yeah. And for me, that's this more collaborative approach. Yeah. Collaboration kind of screams being relevant, <laughs> yeah. you know, being tailored, being personalized. That's the sort of thing we need to do. Yeah. Now, are you finding this is probably an extension on that? Are you finding that the businesses that you're dealing with are receptive to being able to cut down on the churn that allows you to do that and have those conversations? So, yeah, I guess from my experience, not so much because then they can't measure the relevance tied to the output because it, if if that's their only measure for success they they can't really justify a full-on consultative approach because they can't tie they can't micromanage that yeah. people bums in seats so how do you get around yeah. that and do you it, <laughs> I, I am finding they're receptive. Oh, okay. However, yeah. that's because I'm more picky. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but because I've got, in, in my mind, so clear about this is how it should be done. And when I say how, it's not just the way that we sell. Mm -hmm. It's the way that we're delivering the training. It's the way that everything is put together. And that is what's going to get you the results. Mm -hmm. you know, we've got practice what we preach, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm yeah, telling yeah. you that you've yeah. got to start looking at outcomes. I better be focusing on outcomes as yeah. well, you know? Yeah. So that is how it looks. That's how it works. 
the discussions are well we've asked you in to come and help us and you've told us how to help us but we're going to argue with you that we think that's not the way to do it it's like no yeah. i'm not doing those conversations anymore yeah. it's ridiculous yeah so broadly yes it's less resistance however you are right in that some salespeople are stuck in the way that they work and so we just need to be quite sensitive in how we move them along and help them to get their heads around stuff which is going to help them to be more effective here and now because let's face it sales is changing and it's changing bloody quick yeah it was anyway when i wrote the first book <laughs> launched it in 2020 oh someone else came along it's like it's just sped up the change even more that's why i put yeah. two together but really for me that that we come back to this this partnership using partnership partnering skills mm. it's in about selling in partnerships that is a way of selling but the skills involved in partnering if everybody in any kind of sale just gets their head around that that's your key to being more collaborative that makes you more customer focused that makes you a better person to work with that is going to keep you relevant so, so you talk about relevance a lot. I talk about relevance from a salesperson's point of view. Because if you're not mm. careful, you're irrelevant and people don't yeah. want to speak to you. Mm. And don't yeah. tell me that's not happening because it is and the figures show it. So <laughs> I'll take a little piece from what you said there. Um, it's in those partnership situations, if you break it down to a simplistic level and, it, and the conversation becomes this, where is the leverage? And what would that leverage need to look like to help the other person win? If it's as simple as that, no one's going to say no to having more sales or better outcomes, right? But huh. it, yeah, it, it, no, it's true. And so that, that so people get they get hung up around the partnerships, and it's well, it's not a partnership. No, it doesn't have to be. You think like a partnership, yeah. and your selling becomes better. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Yes. I've trained breweries. Tough, tough gig, mate, training bro. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, you know, they, some of these guys will go around, they'll do lots of calls a day, right? And the bars or whatever are buying lots of different products. But if you're thinking along the terms of how a partner thinks, what you say, what you do, how you act is different. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, when you're getting into bigger, more complex sales, that becomes more important. And, and I came across this concept of PQ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know we've talked about TQ in the past, which is very yep. important. Yeah, but PQ is another one. So we've got IQ, we've got EQ. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, Justin will talk. Justin Michael will talk about. Yeah, we need to get TQ in. Hundred percent agree with him. But I'll yep. say yes. But if you're adding your PQ into the mix as well, mm -hmm. it's really good. So partnering intelligence. I've not made this stuff up. Yeah, guy called Steve Dent did a load of uh, research around this in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, and he was he was at the time he was looking at the big the big alliances mm -hmm. uh, yeah you know, when the airlines were coming together because they realized actually it makes, it makes a whole lot of sense to co-chair and sort of work on stuff together on against each other and they said look we want to get more effective at this so he went off looked at how to do this came back to them and said look i'll just cut a long story short guys organizations don't partner people do mm -hmm. these are people skills and when you get these people skills right your partnerships will look better so i looked at these these elements of PQ, six elements I'll talk you through. Mm -hmm. I went, well, no, that's every single salesperson. Every single salesperson needs to be looking at these because if you do and you bring it into your way of operating, you are going to be better at what you do. Mm. Whether you're using tech, whether you're over video, whether you're sending an email, whether you're sat in a room with somebody, or just whatever you're doing, if you're, if you're using this as your kind of, your compass, if you're using it as your yeah. ethos, yeah. you'll be in a better position. And, and when you look at them, you know, I'll challenge anybody to argue with me. The six elements of PQ, partnering skills, which can mm -hmm. be measured, by the way, and developed just on their own, trust. Yeah. 
this <laughs> do we need to talk about that trusted sales model, <laughs> yeah? it's the foundation for all relationships it's so yeah. important it's what we're going to build all good communication on win-win focus <laughs> again we talked about that in sales for ages you know mutual beneficial outcomes outcomes yeah, mm. yeah. again if you're not looking like that it doesn't make any sense comfort with interdependence yeah your success is my success yeah. now because of that i'm gonna to have to give up a bit of control i'm gonna to have to use my trust in you that you're gonna do the stuff that you say equally other way around start thinking like that get better position to be working transparency so again steve don't use these words originally i took transparency now because it's a bit more of a modern term mm -hmm. but he talks about self-disclosure and feedback so yeah. if you're working with somebody you've got to give them a bit of information about yourself. You can't expect the customer to be a mind reader. You know, so what is it I need? What is it I want? What's important to me? What are my expectations mm -hmm. of the way we're working together? Yeah. Let me shy about it. You know, we are, we're talking mutual benefit here. So you, <laughs> I've got to tell you what mine are, yeah? <laughs> rather than just expect you to guess. Yeah. But then the other part of it is giving feedback. And I, I think some salespeople really struggle with this because mm -hmm. it's about telling your, your, your potential customer or your customer, if, if they've agreed to do stuff, but aren't doing it, you've got to tell them you've got to give them that feedback that it's we said we'd work like this you're going to do this stuff you're not doing it or even you're thinking about doing this in a certain way let's have a think about this because it might not be the best way for you mm. you know so kind of challenge yourself i guess that is but oh you can't talk to people like that no you must do it's your job yeah but they well, won't well four of these four of these so far yeah? and you got to yeah. go yeah it makes total sense in sales uh comfort with change mm -hmm. We're change agents. We sell change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, status quo is our biggest competitor. So again, if you're not comfortable, if you don't understand it, if you don't know how people respond to change, and if you haven't you know, understood your own response to change, you haven't really got a leg to stand on. So again, salespeople understand change and what it is and how people work with it, better position to be in. And the last one is uh, a future orientation. So it's working towards that shared goal, working mm -hmm. towards that vision, making decisions based on where we're going rather than, well, that's always what we used to do. Those elements of PQ, I saw these, and it was just like a, wow, that mm. stuff is for every salesperson. I want to take this. I want to package it into the way that we can take the stuff that's gone on before, because there is a lot of good stuff. Like I say, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Yeah. But let's take these PQ elements. Let's mesh them together. Let's mesh them together, put a framework together that we can start to work around. That will get people bang up to date. That's collaborative selling for me the next evolution on top of consultative, value-based, personal branding and all the rest of it, collaborative, builds on all yeah. that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, as you, as you know from our previous oh. discussions. <laughs> I know I'm preaching to the converted. <laughs> it probably <laughs> leads me to the next question for those that haven't heard you or I talk together in the past. Um, are there now easier ways in your experience to maybe close that gap of what that collaboration would look like in a circuit? Ah, are you so, a fan of I, tech cleaning? Are you a fan of scraping? Are you a fan of making things quicker to get predictable revenue outcomes? Talk us through that a little bit. Um, a lot of my work is with more traditional, yeah. um, more traditional industries. Yeah, some some people, um, I think Jerry. Uh, Jerry Hill came up with something that he called heavy industries. <laughs> I've, I've realized I've worked through quite a lot of heavy industries, but, but yeah, people are using a more traditional sales approach. They tend to be full cycle. Yeah. Um, yes. 
I, I, I often talk to people when I'm doing webinars. I say, yeah, do you like crisps? People, <laughs> what are you on about? Where are you going now? Everyone likes crisps. They always favorite flavor. And if anyone who reckons that it's prawn cocktail, they can leave straight away because they're yeah, no room for them. No, but what I'm saying is if you think about a bag of crisps and you think about yeah. the people who kind of, you know, uh, say cheese, I love cheese, cheese mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. People making cheese, people growing onions, and there are people who are selling that. Right. Yeah. They go and sell that to a flavor house. Yeah. So again, people will do that. And this is a complex sale to then take the flavors and go and sell them to the manufacturer. The manufacturer is then using equipment that somebody sold, you know, including the computer stuff, the manufacturing stuff, the logistic equipment, their trucks and everything. Somebody sold all those. They then off they go and they sell it to the retailer. Again, mm -hmm. it's another sale that somebody's involved in. In the retailer, you've got the shelving, you've got the checkouts, you've got all that sort of stuff. Somebody sold that. So for me, that's a more traditional sale. And the way in which a lot of these guys are operating is, is it old fashioned? Let's word the word traditional. Mm -hmm. And they're just on this point of being too far behind. So we just need to nudge it up. So some of the things that you're talking about are so advanced, so scary, so in yeah. the distance and unintelligible that even just saying, use LinkedIn a little bit more intelligently, not even on the full navigator and doing all the clever stuff you're talking about. Just look at the person, connect with them, send them a little video, understand them better for when you reach out yeah. with the email that you've written for them. That for me is a win in who I'm tending to work with. Yeah. Um, which doesn't mean that what you're, <laughs> some of the stuff you're I, you know, I find that fascinating. And mm -hmm. if I can get to the point where we start introducing some of that into the guys I'm working with, then, oh, happy days. They, they yeah. will fly. Yeah. No, no shadow of doubt. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. Just a step. Maybe it's a step too far. Maybe I'm not pushing myself hard enough to get it in front of them. <laughs> One thing I'll say to that is when I learned how to fill those circuits, and I know that this show is about you, not about me, but I'm just going to quickly no, no. close that bit off. I was doing it manually until recently. Yeah. So if I if we could help people learn how to do that, that would bridge the gap of their understanding of what I'm saying with the super advanced stuff with yeah. um, web scrating lists, building lists, by psychometric intent, by buyer intent data here, validation, verification, and then have a hyper-personalized approach because you already know this after you've also psychometrically scraped what you know their biggest problem is. But I was doing that before by just figuring it out and then yeah. just making that my hyper-personalized hyper circuit. So I think that the, there'll be a bridge in the middle of time where the understanding awareness will become like this. So yeah, that'll also yeah. be a huge opportunity for companies to then will go click. Oh, okay. Fred just told us this. If we adopt yeah. some of those behaviors, we can actually trim our overheads while we're increasing our revenue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah. No, I, I, it fits perfectly. So when I sort of talked about PQ one side, good solid selling on the other and you bring them together. And yeah. what I used to bring them together is, is the value framework. That, that's what I, I, I train yeah. around. Validate, align, leverage, underpin, evolve. So validate kind of qualification is go out, look at the people you think you can do a good job with, check that they fit, right? Use your old fashioned stuff, not as old fashioned as bands. I mean, band really is too basic. But look at those, but also look at them from a psychological point of view. Are they the kind of person that are going to respond well to a partnering style approach, a collaborative approach? Because it takes yeah. two to tango. Yeah. Then you align to them by doing a bit of 
homework around that to work out, okay, so we know what we do and typically where that works. So how is that going to look for them? So I can lead with an interesting proposition that's going to get me in front of them. So then I can come and I can start to leverage that into the conversations that I have and then start to do all the, the good fun stuff in selling. <laughs> yeah. What you're saying is, mate, Give me the VNA. I'll do that for you. I'll put them in conversations. They can start having the human, the fun, the good bit, the bits that they're probably better at why they're employed. So, yeah, I can see exactly where it fits. And again, you know, find the right people that we can say, look, you know, there is a better way of doing this. A Mm -hmm. bit frightening, but come and have a look at it. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think totally. Yeah, we're singing the same song but we're getting maybe the educational awareness to get there. So then the yep. people that are actually really good at the full cycle sales can spend more time doing the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Because I think, again, looking at the kind of people I would tend to work with, that's the bit they like doing. They like mm. talking to people. They like understanding them. They like really kind of thinking, how can we do stuff together to make a difference? Mm. Yeah. And again, those are, people love those conversations. You know, we can, we can tweak those. We can make them better because there's you know, ways yeah. of doing that. But if we can yeah. get them into more of those and doing less of the kind of the grunt stuff and the bits, which probably doesn't, you know, excite them as much. Mm. Um and uh, I mean, there's this whole lot of other reasons. Another reason that yep. occurred to me the other day is that, you know, many of these people will go into conversations saying, we're really innovative. We're using technology. We're advanced. We will move you on to the next level. It's like, well, you've not exactly showed that in the way you've gone into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> if you're yeah. using really funky uh-huh. ways to get a conversation, I'm having a meeting with you because of how you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what that yeah. is. You know, <laughs> you're doing some cool stuff. Well, let me understand what your other yeah. things are, you know. So, yeah, there's so many reasons to do it, I think. Maybe we, we both walk through, um, let's go the other way, right? So if we can't cut down, so, so let's say that, let's just say that we've got company X that refuses to look at any um, enhancements in technology. So then we would both agree, you and I would both agree with our experience that 75% of that BD role is research and list building to build something to get to the conversation right yeah how do we how do we take them out of that churn of the 75 percent of the lost productivity cost if we're not willing to look at the technology like do we really want do we want them to be doing that (laughs) i i know no we don't clearly i mean (laughs) one of the finest rhetorical (laughs) questions i heard this week (laughs) no we we don't but it's like but but why is it happening while people are saying mm-hmm. no P- part of it i think is that there's a bit of pushback and no that's their job that's what they do i had to do it <laughs> when i were a lad and it was tough it's like yes it was but times were really different then yeah you know you <laughs> you were starting it with a phone book mm-hmm. <laughs> when they existed mm-hmm. going through going well actually there's no point starting at a because they're taxi companies so unless you're selling cars or yeah. fuel or insurance so, and you can start to sort of do that and then you know, move into you know meters you know <laughs> right and that right. kind of was the most effective way to do it they're just yeah. better ways now if you're asking somebody to do that you know it's it almost is that though really demoralizing really? some well a lot of the companies that we see well i'm sure we both see is yep. It's probably worse than that because they're not even getting the book of the starting point. They're just saying, go get this. 
but the, yeah. the ICP is not even not even defined. But then they're getting the blame for spending more time doing the research to to narrow down yeah. the ICP to enable them to have the conversation. So it's a it's yeah. kind of, come on. <laughs> There's an interesting thing when you hear people say that you step back and go, hey, let's just explore uh, this. Oh, we know who our customers are. Yeah. And you go, okay, yeah, do that's you? cool. Yeah. Well, do you? Uh, they're saying it for a couple of reasons. It's, <laughs> no, we have a list. These are the people we sell to. But right, okay. So they are your customers. <laughs> of course, you're going to carry on talking to them. Mm. And I can help you do those conversations better. Yeah, because yeah. we can look at some of the, the soft skills and the rest of it. But the other customers that you're not saying to, the prospects or <laughs> suspects, whatever you want to call them, mm. you don't. Then there's the, the the other thing, and then Rob Turley, we, we both know, often talks about this. He says, actually, you don't know who your customers are. You have this fantasy of this is the person yep. that you think you sell you sell to and you want to because it sounds mm -hmm. nice. And But actually, you know the people who really buy from you? They're there. And, and sometimes people like the idea of who they sell to, but the reality, because it isn't quite as sexy, it isn't quite as... Yeah. <laughs> or, they, or they just don't realise. I mean, sometimes there's, there's that. That can really help people. So when you say, look, stop pretending that you sell to them, start doing the work over here that is going to put you way ahead and, and sort of working faster than your competitors mm. are that's another useful thing that people can do yeah and, yeah. and that i think is where tech can really help people yeah. because you prove it to them is that some of the stuff you can do and you can speak conceptually and you know get people to work out and think about something like that though it's hard for them to make that shift you go well look there the data has been crunched that's what it says yeah yeah but then as rob says people still don't believe you <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah. So I guess um because they want to believe something else, don't they? Though? Yeah. So I guess in no way, just for the audience that will be listening to this, we're not saying that all of the traditional skills that are needed in each of the milestones process need to go away, but we're saying how to get to the conversations can be more efficient. Yeah. Yeah, which leads me. You know, to, it can. Yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. That is you know, what yeah. I, I will keep coming back to. There's a lot yeah. of really good, solid stuff in you know, all the way through sales mm. um, and new ways are tend to be like taking the stuff that is good and does work and just doing it better. But there yeah. are things which can help us get really better, a yeah. better or whatever. The, yeah. The yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we, we're not saying that. Please don't throw the baby out. Of the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If anything, if you could refine some of the churn, you're going to, you're going to pour hot water on those that were hiding in the churn previously. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you want to have conversations. You want to go and do the, the stuff that we've all signed up to do. Basically, we've a lot of people signed up for this job. You get paid to go around and talk to people. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. But talk to me the way it helps them. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool as well, isn't it? Way sales love yeah. it. Yeah, Some yeah. of the other bits that go with that. Oh, got to do this to get to that. Okay. I can deal with that because I like the other side. But if it's, there's clever ways to do some of the, the first bits to get you doing more of the second bits and more effective in the second bit. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and the, the nature of the full cycle beast will also show the people that can negotiate and close and then activate and upsell. Right. So what I see a lot with the breakout of the SDR and the AE modeling is they've split that out so much. It's created the skill sets to be entirely separate. For me, that rings alarm bells because then you have to be set up that way. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I again, we chat about this before. I talked to quite a lot of people about this mm -hmm. and I, I don't get it. But well, okay, yeah. no, I dropped. I, I, no, I, I, I yeah. understand yeah. why it's done, yeah. but I don't 
get it from the point of view if we're going to talk in one breath about being customer focused and then do something which is so bloody self-centered yeah when the customer's going so you're talking to p about you're going to care for me as a customer and build a relationship that but as soon as we started you started chucking me around like a like hot potato yeah yeah i just thought i'm not feeling particularly loved here so again that's where i'm like "Mm." yeah and and then we start going well it's such a specialized role i don't know are you bigging yourselves up a little bit here because actually when you go back into a a cheese and onion crisp supply chain yeah lots of people are doing all of that they're making their own appointments they're getting in front of people they're asking them questions they're putting proposals together they're putting a mutual action plan in place they're actually seeing the mutual action plan through and they're and they're kind of going to customer success managers as well so mm, i get specialization i get getting very very good at certain areas but sometimes i think you're pretending it's specialist when it's not really yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just showing my age these days, and I'm tired of grumpy. I don't. Know. I don't think so at all. I think that you're um you're refining efficiency for the best business outcome because that then ties us to these silos that are only measuring output relevance. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. we've created that's created this beast where the persona in those people's minds is they can only do these parts of the the customer journey, but what's the customer's experience with that? Yeah, I I can't. Is there anybody who said this is brilliant? Somebody wrote me up, and then somebody else came and spoke to me about <laughs> stuff, and somebody else did this, and so oh, it's brilliant. I love meeting lots, lots of different people and saying the same thing to them again and again and again. And look, I, I know it can be done very elegantly. Yeah. Yes, and there's yeah, some yeah, people yeah. handover superbly, and of course, mm-hmm. but just broadly, and I just look at it like that and go, it just. Mm. Well, Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob, and you, you and I would both know. Rob would probably say something like, "Well." Would you prefer having one to three touches of perfection or 25 touches, touches of nonsense? But when that's where it's going, isn't it? Because people are saying, because we can now automate and we can use tech, it's gone up from, what is it? I think you quoted me the numbers, didn't you? It's gone yeah. from like 11 to 17 to 25. Yeah. And next year it's going to be 33. And then it's going to be 42. Mm-hmm. And it's just because we're getting noisier and noisier. If I keep chucking stuff at people because the automation helps me. Mm. And like, well, let's step back and actually let's have a look at what automation and clever yeah. stuff can do it can actually make what you do far more relevant personalized tailored on yeah. point so somebody you get it right you can have one touch go you've read my mind what's going on it's, there Pretty yeah. i will speak to you you know um and again you know you don't necessarily need that's thinking more like a human though isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. you look and go right this is the person i think i can do some work with so oh, i'm actually going to send him an email saying i've looked at your business and these are the things that i can see that you are doing and these are the things that we do and or a video or whatever right yeah actually maybe the full cycle and the traditional guys are doing it right anyway so (laughs) there you go so that probably um yeah so that's i guess where you and i agree with the um we can use the tech learning enhancements at the start to help with getting the right information but yep. I, I'm totally against the automation of just pushing out automation emails that look exactly yep. the same. No way. I, I, I won't do it. So, yeah, I'll customise absolutely everything because it has to be yep. about their experience, not ours. Totally. So that, And that is where just that little bit of that's where the human comes in. It's because that person mm. is going to need this message. And again, going back to why I think some people push back, they think, well, the tech is going to stop us doing that. That takes my job away. That's what I do. Selling's about relationships. Selling's about people. 
I understand people better than a machine does. And it's like, so we're not saying that you don't. We're saying the machine can give you some stuff to do the things that you do better and faster to get into the point where we're now really cooking with gas and having those conversations that we want. And Mm. that's where people get a little bit frightened, I think, because they do get confused between that. You're trying to get me to crank out a load of sequence stuff. No, no, no. We're actually trying to get you to get the information in to to think about what you're going to do better. Yeah. But but honestly, I mean... I mean, one of the bits of the quite a cool piece of tech that, that I like, you know, Crystal Nose, mm-hmm. where, you know, I've said to people, like, you could put in to the, the Crystal Nose software the person's LinkedIn profile, and it's going to tell you what their personality style is and how you're going to adapt to them. They're like, well, no, I don't need to do that because that's what I do. And they're like, well, yeah, it's but quicker. you're going to take some time yeah. to work that out and then make the adaptations. Yeah why don't you work it out before you turn up maybe adaptations in your head already rock up doing exactly the right thing straight away mm-hmm. isn't that a better thing to do but again i think some people go well, no no it's like you're taking my skill away you're taking me no, no i'm not you still need that skill to make the adaptation it's just that you oh yeah you, you, you play football didn't you i play rugby whatever it's like you know would you want to see the opposition's game plan before you're bloody right yeah <laughs> well then i could just set up the whole way i'm going to play the game because of it you know and that's yep. kind of what you're doing you yeah. use your skill you still have yep. to implement the game plan you still have to play it right you still have to kick catch and pass the ball correctly mm. but you're just but doing it she goes oh my god yeah. <laughs> these are really hard to yep. play against yeah there they are so it's, it's just it's those kind of things mm. where i think it's lost in translation a little bit because people aren't getting the kind of things that tech good tech can do if you like rather yeah. than because they've probably experienced all the bad tech but yeah. in simple terms i guess do you think that that leans us to back to the full cycle skill set not being readily available to facilitate the output data from those data sets? So, for example, if you could get a social index score of what that person likes, what they like on all social platforms, right, as well as a biopsychometric to, to tell them, are they ready What and at what point in their journey they're going to be? you still need to have the right skill set to be able to furnish from there. So what I see is companies that are really good at the data, maybe are giving it to the companies that are not so good at the selling and now it's exposing them. Because then we're really calling the salespeople out and saying, okay, you say you're good at relationship building. You say you're good at interpersonal skills. You say you're good at questioning. You say you're good at reading people. You say all these things, right? Mm. There you go. You're in the perfect position to use all of these I mean, they're high level skills really well. Yep. Right. So you can't hide behind, oh, I was trying to work out who they are. No, no, you've got it. It's there. It's on a plate. Mm -hmm. No, it's wrong. No, it's right. Don't worry. It's right. (laughs) Um, Now you've got to start doing that. Right. And that's when we can start going in. And for me, the sort of training I like doing is helping people with that sort of stuff. Here's how you ask questions better. Here's how you can listen better. Here's how you can, when people respond to that, here's how you can get right into the, you know, the deepest motivators and and thinking and stuff that's going to float their boat. You know, this is where we can sort of psychology and get, uh, that's stuff I like, you know? Yeah. Um, That's where you start to apply partner skills, basically. (laughs) No, and, and and that's, that's, I think, what a lot of salespeople want to do. And again, maybe we're positioning this stuff wrong. Say, look, we've got this way of helping you get into that. We can spend this time doing this more. Mm. Um, I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I think yeah. that's right. I think, I think there's going to be, yeah, violently agreeing. <laughs> there's going to be an emergence of companies that recognize this that's going to need your help, which leads me to my next question, yeah. sir. Yeah. 
is who do you think, <laughs> that's a damn fine thing <laughs> who do you think that you can help the most um i I mean, I would say that that that, that supply chain that that I talked about, yeah, yeah, and because yeah. will be because they've got so far to come. Mm. It's one that I've got background in anyway. Actually, all of those people, pretty much along that I have trained, and we've got good results with them. Mm. Um, I enjoy working with those 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 kind of industries, yeah. those those kind of sectors. Um, I also I also think there's a lot of potential with the IT value-added resellers. I mean, it's, it's a hugely valuable market, so lots of people want to get involved with them. And um, a lot of those guys, you know, they are full-cycle account managers. So again, they're having to do all this sort of stuff. So a lot of them are still caught. They're getting a little bit more modern, but they're caught in a little bit of oldie-worldie. The ones that take the steps and suddenly go, right, let's get into this and really go for it then they'll really start to see the differences. So yeah, they're, they're, they're the, would be the kind of people I think I can, me personally or Brindis or the way that we're set up to, to work with can have the biggest impact on. Because basically, let's face it, no one from SAS is going to talk to me after this interview anyway, are they so demand? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. Um, so if people absolutely love everything you've said here and would like to get a hold of your books, how do they do that? Um, so books books are available on uh, on Amazon. Yeah, so obviously place to go and get those. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn. It'll be another another way if you want to get get more stuff. Uh, are you gonna? Can you put links in with this? Yeah, yeah. So I'll put them in the show notes. No problem at all. Yeah. Right. In that case, let let me send you a link where we will. Put, I'll put a link in. So uh, I have a scorecard. Uh, so this is ask people 35, 36 questions, mainly yes, no, a couple of little scale questions, which just help them to assess where they are on the journey to becoming more collaborative in the way they sell. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you can do it in about three minutes. If you're doing seven or eight and just consider the stuff, that will also act as a bunch of thought starters about what you can do better. So it's like a coaching tool. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly what that will give you is a report off the back of it. It's got dynamic content behind. So depending on what you're, uh, what you're answering, yeah, yeah. it'll say where you are on each of the elements of PQ. It'll talk about that value framework that I alluded to as well. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also a little bit in there about your values and whether you're most likely to respond to this way of working as well. <laughs> Love it, because bro. ultimately it's when you start talking to people on a values level <laughs> you know you're gonna have a bigger impact so that's yeah, when yeah. i get a bit pickier about who i work with that's how i'm now trying to think and what i'm encouraging other guys to do so i'll yeah. give you a link to the uh to the collaborative selling scorecard excellent well i've got to thank you so much for your time coming on better business building and thank you again for inviting me on your show sales today um thank you so much no thank you it's uh, it's always thought provoking mate it's really good yeah Cheers, bro. Thanks for listening. If you, like me, have received great value from my guest, please like, share, and follow. See you next time.